if my mom saw this mess, she would want to fucking clean it. Some content may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion advised. Do you know what an udu is? Okay, it sounds familiar, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds familiar but no, I don't think so. An udu is a type of drum that is literally just a clay pot. Interesting. Yeah. So I've been obsessed with udus forever. Like uh-huh. if you put udu in a piece of music i will listen to it forever uh-huh. and I'll, I'll put some on the blog but. yeah i'm surprised that i never heard about an udu considering i had to take like a percussion class see i thought you would have known about this so in elementary school i had this crazy insane music teacher and i don't remember a spot about this class <laughs> except oh. for <laughs> there was one time she was like what's that whale sound in the back of this song? And she was obsessed with it for like three months. And then she finally figured out it was an Udu. Mm-hmm. And so then she got an Udu and played it poorly for us. <laughs> 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 but since then, I've been obsessed. Like, it's been in the back of my head. And then <laughs> my mom <laughs> has this on her kitchen table. She has this Native American pottery. Okay. And I hit the top of it and it made the bloop sound. And I was like, (gasps) 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 so now it's all I can think about is clay pots. You know what's in that black briefcase over there or that brown briefcase over there by your backpack? An auto harp? No. No. An accordion, bitch. Fuck yeah. My mom brought me an accordion. I used to have a roommate that would play the meatball song on our front porch on accordion. (laughs) I'm going to become that person. And then there was this girl that came around one time and started talking to him. And this homeless guy named, it was like Chuck or something. But he'd go sit on, (laughs) this is like five stories at the same time. Yeah. But he would also go over to campus and sit on the University of Northern Colorado sign and play accordion. I love this man. Because his wife would come down and be like, dude, you're pissing off the roommates. Yeah. Like, this is obnoxious. Knock it off. Yeah, knock it off. With go your play little accordion somewhere else. So we go over to music. campus. <laughs> and and um, so this homeless guy would always talk to him. But then this lady, this woman, this like... Lady. Yes. Would just appear and start talking to him. And then one day, I hear a knock on the door at like 11 a.m., so my roommate goes over and opens the door. This is a different roommate. Okay. That, that opened the door. Not the accordion. No, roommate. no. Okay. This other guy opens the door. And through the window, like through the screen, I see she just, like, I just see garter, garters, garter straps. Yeah. Like the thing around the thigh. Yeah. And apparently she was wearing, ba- like, basically nothing. She's like, where's Edgar? You told me about this. I did. I've heard about this. Yeah. Yes. So this Oh my this god. Woman was just like intrigued by him and was yeah. like, she I, was like I'm I gonna, want a piece of that. I'm gonna show up in my Sunday best on your front porch. Oh my god. But every time Bitch. I think of accordions, I think of him. Now that I officially am a diploma holder of uh Bachelors of Arts and Music, thank you very much, everybody. Clap. Yeah. She's a bachelor now. I'm a bachelor. I'm planning on starting to give piano le- or music lessons, piano lessons to like my friends' kids and stuff, which I think will be super fun. Little yeah. si- little side gig for me, and I'll be able to work with kiddos, which I love. I love working with kids. 
Yeah. I hate interacting with kids. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. But now I think I can just do anything. You can. I'm like, I mean, I, I know I can. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Oh, my God. We, no, oh. me first. <laughs> no, 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 no I, me This first. is about you. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the Sierra loving Sierra is coming back. It and really so is. And it's going to be insufferable, the- <laughs> bitch. I'm not kidding She's you. been away for a minute. The God complex that I achieved and felt the night that I threw my Christmas party for my residents and their friends and family. But what I wanted to say earlier, before you started talking about me, which I love, we can do that <laughs> all the time, was at the end of January, at the end of this month, or whenever, I don't know when this episode comes out. January, mid-January, I think. At the end of this month, it is National Kazoo Day. <gasps> and you better fucking believe I am getting a 30-pack of kazoos on Amazon, and the residents and I are doing kazoos. Yes, absolutely. You better fucking believe it. Fuck yeah. Oh, so good. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Basement, 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 basement. basement. We're in a basement. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We're here. I'm Colin. I'm Sierra. And we're best friends. Oh, yeah. Um, We don't have anyone else. No, except except for Pancake. Pancake the dog in this room. So that's just us today. She's in her little bed. Ready? Buckle up. Ah. All right. Love that. Now let me put it down so I don't mess with it. (laughs) Like a toddler. (laughs) Where are we going? What are we doing, Daddy? Tell me a story. I will tell you a story. We're going back to 1980. We're in Colombia. Okay. A man named Emilio has spent millions of dollars developing some of the poorest neighborhoods. Oh. He's helped build power lines, roads, soccer fields, and even homes for the poor. How nice. Right? From this, Emilio becomes nicknamed Robin Hood Peja. Essentially, Colombia's Robin Hood. Okay. He was so interested in helping because he also grew up poor and he knew what it was like. Right. So he's like, I know your story and I'm rich now. Yeah. Um, He had become rich on a bicycle rental company he founded when he was 16. (laughs) Period. So so like spin... (laughs) Tourism. Those spin bikes, is that what they're called? That you rent? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but without all the technology. Well, okay. In the 1980s, I'm sure it was just like you walk up to a shack, you give the guy 20 bucks, and then you get to go ride a bike for a few hours. The rental company hopes they get their bike back. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they take like a deposit or something. Yeah. They've They've got got to. to. (laughs) (laughs) So finally... Emilio enters politics. He helps form the Liberal Party of Colombia. By 1982, he's entered into the Colombia Congress as an alternate. Hell yeah. He's granted parliamentary immunity. Okay. And he gets a fancy new diplomatic passport with his new job. But on the first day of Congress, the Prime Minister of Justice, or the Minister (laughs) of Justice... (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Minister of Justice Rodrigo La Bonilla accuses Emilio of criminal activity. (gasps) What kind of criminal activity? As it turns out, Emilio isn't at all who he seems to be. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun! Yes, he grew up poor. Yes, he helped out the poorest neighborhoods of Medellin, Colombia. He built stadiums, hospitals, housing for the poor, and even sponsored local soccer teams. Yes, he was nicknamed Colombia's Robin Hood. Was he frauding people? We'll find out. get all this money? We'll find out! Secret fraud! Despite all the things that I told you were true, Mm -hmm. he never founded a bicycle rental company when he was 16. (gasps) And his name isn't even Emilio. (gasps) That's his middle name. Oh, no. 
His name is Pablo Emilio Escobar oh. Gaviria. Ga- Gaviria? Gaviria. Pablo Escobar! <laughs> yeah! Oh my god! Colombian drug lord yes. and narco terrorist. Fuck the yeah. The king of coke. The king of cocaine, bitch. And the wealthiest criminal in history. Yeah. Amassing an estimated 30 billion US dollars across his life. Oh, bitch. The equivalent of 70 billion dollars in 2022. Oh my god, it's so much money. Yeah. All because people yeah. love snorting that white stuff. Exactly. Ugh. You know what? What? Real quick. There's a whole fentanyl problem going on in cocaine right now. Mm-hmm. And Emilio, Pablo Emilio Escobar, other name, would never allow that. Right, because he wants his product to be good. Yeah. But it's a different problem because... No, I, know. <laughs> I know. Fentanyl is a lot of times used to take out parts of the tree that are buying drugs that are potentially putting the whole business at risk right so like if you're buying from shitty people that are potentially yeah. making the business an issue yeah the the illegal activity and it like <laughs> right the illegal they'd rather business. just kill you yeah. than get caught right but pablo escobar would never let that he no, would he no. would kill everybody he, that was he had practice in his he was fucking cocaine he are was good at me? yeah he was good at Ugh. his coke cooking he really was coke cooking <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna go back yeah before we go forward okay it's December 1st, 1949. All right. Wow. We're in Rio Negro. Is that how you say that? I think that's how you say Rio that. Ne- Rio Negro? Ah. Mm. We're in Rio, but not the Rio you're thinking of. <laughs> no. The other Rio that we don't want to pronounce anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's in northwestern Colombia. A baby boy is brought into the world. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. His dad is a farmer and his mom was a teacher. Okay. They already have two kids. And after Pablo, they'll have four more. Oh, my God. When Pablo is a toddler. Seven? Yeah, seven kids. Yeah. (laughs) God. Yeah. God bless that woman. I know. When Pablo was a toddler, his parents divorce. Cool. He moves to Medellin, a nearby city with his mom and his cousin. At 16 years old, he wasn't selling bikes. He was selling cocaine. No, no, not yet. Damn it. Instead, he was dropping out of school and committing fun crimes like (laughs) smuggling stereo equipment, (gasps) selling fake diplomas, and stealing tombstones, sandblasting off their inscriptions and reselling them. What? Wait, this man. Wait, 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 wait a second. Okay. Go through that list again. (laughs) 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 Smuggling stereo equipment. Yep, I get that. Selling fake diplomas. Oh, period. Pablo, give it to me. (laughs) Right? And then he'd go into graveyards, steal the tombstones, Uh cart them off to his sandblaster, sandblast (laughs) off the inscription, (laughs) and and then resell it. What kind of fucking market is there for that? You know what I mean? Tombstones are expensive. Yeah, but like, okay, he's selling them at a discounted price, but like, who thinks of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's like you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go steal this slab of concrete. Maybe they don't have enough rocks there. Me- that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I mean, the carbon footprint of tombstones. Okay. No, let's not get into that. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep this coke train Why are moving. we burying people? Uh, no, because I, I will go on that rant again. I will fucking go on my mom loves to take pancake on walks whenever she's here down to the fucking cemetery that's down the street Mm -hmm. she came back on christmas day that dog was covered in mud she said sierra don't be mad at me and i said mom why would i be mad at you my child just had the best time of her life at the cemetery and now she gets a bath i don't what it's okay and then the entire time i was giving her a bath my mom was like sierra's so mad sierra's so mad sierra i was like mom 
I'm I'm not mad. I'm more mad that you went to the place where all the people are buried because I have a thing against that. <laughs> but we're not going to get into it. Did you know there's only one cemetery that has a U.S. highway going through it? <laughs> and it's in Loveland, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I forgot about that. So yeah. wait, wait, wait. How did they? Were there people there before? I think they... Okay, so 287 in Loveland, Colorado is the highway. Yeah. And it has like five different names because it curves and they mm-hmm. use whatever latitude for whatever street name. Yeah. So at some points it's one name, at some points it's another. Yeah, it's really stupid and confusing. Right. I think that they may have ran out of room on one side of the highway and then they started on the other, mm. but I don't know. <laughs> what if? <laughs> they were just really excited. They were so stoked that there are just people buried under the road. <gasps> like they didn't even muddies. Because it goes right through the center of the cemetery. Yeah. The yeah. cemetery. I don't know. I don't know. What if there's people under? There's probably people there's under. There's probably there's people. There's people under everywhere. Yeah. Dead people under us, probably. Probably. And they hear all the bullshit that we say <laughs> to each other all day, every day. They're banging on their coffin. <laughs> yeah, please. We're sick of it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, tombstones. Yeah, great. So he's stealing tombstones. He's stealing tombstones and flipping them for a profit. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's like house flippers. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Exactly. So he's dropped out of school to pursue crime. I love it. But eventually, <laughs> he and his cousin return to school and stay in school for a year before they drop out again. Mm. Pablo didn't give up, though. He forged a diploma and started college. He was like, fuck this. I'm Period. not going back to school, but I'm going to school school. That's like using And a, I know how to make a diploma. Using the discount at the store that you work at. Yeah. <laughs> Look you at all I mean? these coupons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you work at the Michaels and you get all the secret Michaels coupons. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to Michael's today. <laughs> you work at I a gym there. and you use a free monthly membership yeah, every month. Yeah, every month. Just I'm m- sure you can just work out there, though, if you work at you a gym. You gotta be. Able. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, I like that you phrased it, he dropped out of school to pursue crime. Yeah. And I think I'm going to start saying that now. <laughs> actually, you know what? I think I'm going to go pursue crime. You actually have a diploma. I actually dropped out. You Well, guess so, what's next? Pursuing crime. crime. <laughs> I'm gonna. Pers- That's what this podcast is. I'm pursuing my bachelor's in crime. Yeah. Thank you. We are giving everyone brain disease. We're giving ourselves brain disease. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, though, I would not know this much about Pablo Escobar if it weren't for us sitting our sweaty ass butts in this chair and talking <laughs> on a s- random Saturday into a microphone. In the middle of the day, again. <laughs> Again. But I, I don't mind this. This is good. I don't good. mind this This either. feels so much more chill and like I don't feel rushed. And, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Chill. Yeah. Chill time. We didn't start at 1130 a.m. today. We said, you know what? Let's push it back afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We started at one. <laughs> yeah. I got to have some nice me time this morning. Me. I'm touching the table with my toe. It's me. And Colin's I'm looking at problem. me. It's I'm going to touch these cords. I'm going to pull this one out. <laughs> Just kidding. Pull it out with my toe. Oh, pan. Pancake doesn't like that. And I don't either. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something. You were just looking at my little grippers, man. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Have you not heard that audio on TikTok? No. Put those grippers away. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's okay. really funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he starts college. Mm. He had a dream of becoming a criminal lawyer. Oh. And then a politician. Of course. 
and then eventually the president of Colombia. Nice. And I just want to go to the criminal lawyer thing because the sources I read from all said criminal lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he means a lawyer that's also a criminal or Or a lawyer that defends criminals. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. 50-50. Yeah. But anyway, that's what he was interested okay. in. Okay. Dreams cost money, though. Right. And he didn't have the money to continue school, so he drops out of college. Mm-hmm. By 20, he was in a car theft gang. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh-huh. What a fun little gang. Right? They'd steal club. cars, dismantle them for parts, <laughs> and when he was making enough, he started bribing officials to help launder his income. Damn. Right, right. He's got a system. Hell yeah. This man's systematic. Yes. So around this time, he's been in prison a little bit, and he starts keeping score. So he'd kidnap people who owed him money and demand ransom. Mm -hmm. Most famously, Pablo kidnapped Diego Echeverria, a businessman. After Diego's family paid the $50,000 ransom, (laughs) Pablo kills him. (gasps) Oh, that's savage. Yeah. And Pablo's gang becomes well-known for this kidnapping. Yeah, as they should. Mm-hmm. And while Pobbs is dropping in and out Pops. of school, a special new thing is spreading throughout Colombia. Mm. COVID-19. <laughs> it's cocaine. Mm. And the kingpin, drug dealer Fabio Restrepo. Mm. Fabio has a massive ring on his left finger. He's married. <laughs> He's married. No, it was a cock ring. <laughs> Just any other kind of ring. <laughs> and this massive drug ring includes a semi-annual shipment of about 100 pounds of cocaine to Miami. Jeez. So by 1975, Pablo knows about Fabio. Yep. And he decides to have him killed. Nice. So Fabio is assassinated by some of Pablo's men. Nice. And he seizes Fabio's business and his market. So now Pablo is the kingpin who's shipping 100 pounds of coke to Miami twice a year. Damn. So one day... He goes to bed with plans to kill this guy. He wakes up the next morning and he's a drug lord. Yeah, perfect. Circle of life, baby. Yeah. And he was, I'm sure he was dealing before this. I think he was. I but mean, like, there's no way he wasn't. But going from practically zero, like. To like this large scale international yeah, yeah. operation. Where you had, like, yes, you think about the smuggling, but you also have to have the production to fulfill that. Right. Like, right. that's the big piece. Yeah. That, if you're going to become a drug lord, you, you, you really have to you have to know your market. Drug smuggling 101. Welcome back, class. Okay, first of all, know your market. Uh, second of all, ABC, always be cocaine. Jesus Christ. Always be cocaining. Not always be closing. Always be cocaining. Exactly. So the business is booming, and the United States is starting to demand more and more cocaine. So Pablo schedules more shipments. He's building distribution networks and routes, especially in South Florida and California. Eventually, he and a business partner, Carlos Lader, buy an island called Norman's Cay, just 200 miles south of Florida. Yep. They have an airstrip, harbor, hotel, houses, boats, and plenty of aircraft. Can I tell you something real quick? Yeah. Okay. So... Norman's. (laughs) Okay. So, in the video game, Grand Theft Auto V Online... You can go and infiltrate a cocaine and drug and money laundering smuggling ring. On Norman's K? On some random fucking island. I don't know. It's the, the, like, 
it's probably not, modeled after Norman's K. Probably, but it has an airstrip and like a whole base, and you have to fucking sneak in and steal like gold bars and cocaine and marijuana and cash and paintings. When you started saying cash, I thought you were gonna say cats. Cats. You steal the guy's cats and you stuff them in your bag and then you run away. You know who this and reminds me of? What? That bitch with all the polydactyl cats that had islands. Oh, yeah. What's his bucket? I, Something starts with an E. Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway has an island full of polydactyl cats. Not clickbait. And cocaine. And cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, like, I'm being transported there right now. I am currently on Pablo Escobar's island, but I'm also in Grand Theft Auto Five. Fuck yeah. Little Fuck bit, yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. So on Norman's K, they mm-hmm. build a refrigerated warehouse to store their cocaine. And this becomes their central smuggling distribution center for the cartel. Good for him. Right. So the Medellin cartel is now serving Bolivia, Colombia, Panama, Central America, Peru, the United States, and even Canada. Yeah! With top-of-the-line cocaine. Hell yeah! They get rich. Yeah. And Pablo purchases 7.7 square miles of land near his hometown in Colombia. Yep. On it, he builds a massive compound called Hacienda Napoles. Yes. It includes a sculpture garden, a lake, a private bullring, amenities for family and the cartel, a luxury house, and even a zoo. A private bullring? Yeah, so you can watch bulls fight. Just think of, like, Spain. Bullfighting? Yeah. They make the bulls fight? Yeah. I thought the the guys fought the bulls. Yeah, I think they run out. With the red cape? Yeah, I don't know how it works. Ah, And then, because the red makes the bulls angry? I don't know. And they got to run away from it? Yeah. So this guy's just like, you know what, whatever you want on yeah. this island. Whatever I exactly. want, whatever we all want as a collective, put it on there. Fuck yeah. It's Fuck not yeah. an island. It's 7.7 square miles of land, right? Exactly. Okay, it's not yeah. an island. No, not an island. Okay. Got it. Um, I'm keeping it so up. So we're going back to the zoo. Yeah. Oh, yes, Yeah, the he zoo. has a zoo. Right. It had over 200 animals, <laughs> most of which were smuggled into the country on the cartel's drug plates. Nice. So like, escape to Africa, Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's trading cocaine for the animals. It's possible. How much do you think a giraffe is worth in cocaine? Uh, a lot, probably. 100 pounds of this, 100 pounds of that. Great answer. I love this dialogue we're having about it. <laughs> yeah. So they had zebras. Oh, they had camels. Yeah. There were elephants, exotic birds, and giraffes. Nice. There were ostriches, and there were hippos. Hippos. <laughs> hippos! <laughs> but being a drug lord comes with a cost. Okay, yes, Sierra? Of you can have hippos, but you got to pay for them. Yeah. You got to pay for them. At some point during this whole plotting and scheming to sell more coke, <laughs> literally May 1976, yeah. things go awry. So this is before he goes into Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got it. Pobbs is arrested by the Colombian Security Service. Damn it, Pobbs. They catch him with 85 pounds of cocaine <laughs> hidden in his car's spare tire. So this bitch is just driving down the road in Colombian pounds of fucking cocaine (laughs) in the back. Well, and obviously Colombian security service knows about him. Yeah. Because like he's who would the king yeah, he's He's the kingpin. Yeah. (laughs) He's a cocaine icon. (laughs) (laughs) So they catch him and they're like they open his trunk, pull out his spare tire, or drop his spare tire was it underside the car? Where do you hide your drugs? I don't know. Okay, a spare tire is I mean, okay, it's nineteen what, seventy something? 1976. Sometimes it would be under. in the trunk, sometimes it'd be under. Yeah. Depending so, on your car. I wonder if they had like drug sniffing dogs when they pulled him over. Were we smart enough for this? I mean, I'm sure they strip searched it. 
Yeah. Like search the whole car. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this tire's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Why you got an 85 pound tire? Yeah. But also like, it's not going to be inflated. Also who? That's nope. a lot of coke. I don't care anymore. That's we a got lot of coke. <laughs> you know what would be really coke. funny? What? Put it inside the tires that are on your car. And oh. it just goes, but thump, but thump, <laughs> yeah. like a washing machine with like a brick inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's why it gets pulled over. Yep. Sir, Sir, your, your car. car is making a weird noise, man. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of calls about your car driving a little weird. Also, white dust keeps coming out of it. Not sure what that's about, but I think you should go get your car serviced. You just have a bunch of coked out people coming behind the car and just sniffing the ground. <laughs> that's how they found it. it wasn't drug dogs? It was the cokeheads. Yeah, <laughs> it was the cokeheads just chasing him. <laughs> you ever seen those axe commercials where it's like a guy spraying himself and then a bunch of women chasing after? Yes. I imagine Pablo is the guy. Yeah. And covered in cocaine. <laughs> it's like powdered sugar. He's just covered in it. And there's just... I have a bone to pick with powdered sugar. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Not this... <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go tangent ahead. Tangent on a tangent. The, the cocaine train has stopped. We the only are thing, in okay. powdered sugar land. <gasps> the only thing you ever use powdered sugar for, ever, ever, is like decorative, right? Put mm-hmm. it on top of something or like between something, whatever. So like a normal person that uses powdered sugar like once a year doesn't need a pound of it. Why are we selling these in pound bags? Why not sell just a little bit? You can use powdered sugar like regular sugar, too. Like a dime bag of powdered sugar. (laughs) Okay, conspiracy theory. Pablo Escobar was actually selling powdered (laughs) sugar to everybody, and that's why America has an obesity problem. Oh, dude. He was selling powdered sugar to the Americans because we're all fucking stupid, and Brad, Chad, and Thad were all snorting it at the Kappa Kappa Delta party, and now we're all fat. The gamma ray party. The game. <laughs> the UVA UVB ray party. <laughs> UV. Oh <awesome>. man. <laughs> oh, this tangent. This went Good. from a spare tire. You know, and I understand fast. why you're mad about powdered sugar, <laughs> but like, I don't really think that it's necessary to be that mad about powdered sugar. Like, just don't buy it, baby. What do you need it for? I needed it for a fucking Yule log cake. Oh, okay. and now I have a pound of it. I know. I have a pound of it in my office. Like the only other thing that I can think of powdered sugar being useful for is if you're gonna make like a like a syrup, or like an icing. Oh yeah, or like a frosting. Yeah, yeah. Powdered sugar. You need powdered sugar for that because maybe regular I'll just make frosting. Sugar. Yeah, fuck it. Make I some fucking love frosting. Oh, oh cream cheese. <laughs> We're, Red doing cake. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're jerking off the icing again. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Well. And like. Okay. But, like, if you have, like, a little beignet and it doesn't have powdered sugar. Oh, that's like, right. It's not the they same. They expect us all to be fucking French and just use pounds of it. <laughs> okay. Well, that was this is... the stupidest three minutes of our podcast. That was only three minutes. <laughs> I don't it, felt like <laughs> it felt like 30. It felt like 30. Anyway, we yeah. started with cocaine in his car spare tire. He gets arrested by the Colombian security service. That's where it went off the rails. He goes to court. Pobbs gets his first judge on the case replaced. And then he bribes the second judge into releasing him with other prisoners. Nice. So, honestly, like, think about it. If you were bribed. (laughs) If you really think about it. If you really fucking think about it, dude. If you were bribed to do something Mm -hmm. and it was enough money, but it went against your morals, would you do it? Um, Because, like, listen, if I was a judge and Pablo Escobar was there and was like, I'll give you a milli to shut the hell up and dismiss my case. I'd be like, yeah. period, sis. But So, okay, here's <clears throat> here's my thing. 
my moral line is pretty much <laughs> if it's not hurting myself and it's not hurting other people, mm-hmm. like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any like religious moral, you know, like right in the God's eyes of God. God's not gonna like, smite me down. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like all religion boils down to in morality is like, be a good person. Right. Everything says I'm, that. I'm talking like ethics, like your own personal ethics, your own personal morals that you live by every day. So like if somebody... Okay, for example... I don't know that I could be bought. I see. I see. Your decisions and your opinions cannot be bought. Right. Got but it. if I think it's okay, like... <laughs> then fuck it. Do yeah, it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, give me the bag. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's certain things I would definitely do for money. Yeah. Oh, what wouldn't you do for money? Sell cocaine. (laughs) All right, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I could be a drug lord or, like, I I don't think I could do that. Okay, me neither. (laughs) It's funny because most of the music I listen to is like, fuck cops and fuck the law and fuck the police and fuck all this shit and fuck you and fuck... And I'm literally just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't go over the speed limit <laughs> oh. oh man we went 26 miles per hour today yeah, yeah but also like maybe we should all theft from large corporations every once in a while yeah. Whatever. Yeah. i saw this sorry i don't mean to go on this tangent here but i saw this tiktok and it was like walmart lost three billion dollars this year and someone stitched it and said let's make it four come on everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> But the King Supers has really started upgrading their... Their security, Their yeah. security. Yeah. Damn. Can't get away with anything anymore. I mean, they don't actually do much. It's yeah. mostly fear tactic. Like, yeah. I'm sure it actually helps. Like, it, it yeah. prevents right. theft. Yeah. I haven't thefted. Like, somebody talking to you. That's why they say if someone's about to kill you, look in their eyes. Yeah. Like, it's it's the presence of someone telling you not to do it. Right. And, like, an authority figure. Yeah. Like, you could still do it. Don't. They're not going to, like, <laughs> Wait, please don't kill me. Wait, down. stop, stop, stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> Just deadlocked eye contact. Yeah. But they do make it easier to catch you. They'll file a report. Yeah. They'll, like, pull the footage, pull your face. And, Go like, ahead. do that shit. And Try it. Find you. But whatever. Anyway. That's a fun tangent. Anyways, back to Pops. Yeah. Um, Poppy B. Poppy E. Poppy E. Poppy. Not Poppy. Yeah. So he had bribed the second judge into releasing him with other prisoners. Nice. Later that year, the security service agent that arrested Pablo is assassinated. <gasps> and this begins Pablo's policy, plata o plomo, silver or lead, money or bullets. Period. So if you're law enforcement or the government or his enemy, you either accept a bribe or you'll be assassinated at some point. Efficient. That's great. Yeah. That's a great business model. Yeah. I'm going to live my life by that. Yeah. If you don't give us five stars. (laughs) If you don't go and rate this podcast five stars right now, I'm stealing your tombstone and your whole family's (laughs) tombstone and I'm sandblasting them and you're never going to be able to find grandma in the cemetery. She's there. She's there. You just don't know where. I do. Mm. So we're back to where we started. Right. Pablo has helped form the Liberal Party of Colombia. Congrats. He's loved by the poorest of Medellin, Colombia, mm-hmm. because of his philanthropy. Oh. And on his first day of Congress, on his first day of Congress, <laughs> Minister of Justice Lara Bonilla accuses him of criminal activity. Yeah. He's investigated Pablo's 1976 arrest, the one where he had coke in his spare tire. Mm-hmm. And a few months later, the Liberal Party leader, Luis Carlos Galan, kicks Pablo out of the party. Despite Pablo denying any wrongdoing, 
He ends up resigning from politics in <laughs> January 1984. Yeah, maybe that's not the career path for our boy. No. You know, no, stick to what like, you're good at. Some people are attacking me. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> they're, they're starting all these rumors. I didn't do anything. This fucking gossip is getting to me. It's not fair. Ugh. I just want to be fabulous. Yeah. And they're not letting me. Yeah. After Pablo retires, a couple months later, Lara Bonilla is murdered. Silver or lead, mm-hmm. plato o plomo. Mm-hmm. And a year later, the Colombian government is very aware Pablo is as fucked up as polio. Even to the point he's requesting why... Polio? What did I write? He's requesting that they allow him? Okay, yeah, yeah. Even to the point he's requesting that the government allow him to surrender with specific conditions. Period. But they're not down with it. Oh. So he forms Los Extraditable, an organization fighting extradition policy. <laughs> He said, you know what? This ain't working for me. I'm going to start a group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. So this group that he forms mm-hmm. is fighting the Colombian government on their agreement with the United States where they would extradite prisoners even if they were Colombian citizens. Nice. So he knows that he's committing international crime. He's yeah. committing crimes in America. He's committing crimes in Colombia. He's committing crime. Like, All the crime. Yeah. Every but- flavor. As a Colombian citizen, he's not going to have as severe of a punishment in Colombia. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking there's this policy that the U.S. has with Colombia where Mm -hmm. if the U.S. wants you, even if you're a Colombian citizen, Colombia will give them to you. Right. And so So, he's like, I ain't going nowhere, bitch. Exactly. I'm staying right here where I'm going to get a little slap on the hand. Right. But I also feel like if you're born in a country, if you're a citizen of a country, whatever, your country should be responsible for your punishment, even if you're committing crimes in other countries. Oh, for sure. I don't know. I feel like the U.S. tends to be more cruel on, like, everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also... Like, maybe we should let Colombia handle their shit first. I know that he's been over here doing whatever, you yeah. know, over in America. Yeah. But like, let's But it's literally let, your guy. Why yeah. would we spend tax dollars on this fucker? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe let's let Colombia deal with him first. And then if he wants to keep fucking around in America, then we do something yeah. about it. Yeah. You know. If he's caught there, sure, whatever. Yeah, great. Do your thing. Perfect. So he's saying that... The extradition policy is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. He's saying that this policy goes against what Colombia has in their constitution. Mm-hmm. And this pisses off the government. They claim Los Extraditable is interfering with the Colombian Supreme Court's <laughs> investigation into whether the policy is actually unconstitutional. <laughs> so the government's like, dude, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Why are you fucking with us? Circles. Like, we're just doing... Keep your group out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything feels like a circle at yeah. this point. It's messy. So shortly after the government is telling him to fuck off, a far-left guerrilla movement attacks the Colombian Judiciary Branch. The attack is known as the Palace of Justice Siege. It leaves 100 people dead, including half of the Supreme Court justices. <laughs> oh, my God. So they go in, shoot the place up. Yeah. And shoot a bunch of people. This is like January 6th, except a bunch of people die. That's crazy. A year later, after the Palace of Justice Siege, mm-hmm. the Colombian Supreme Court, they've reformed, they've got new members, whatever. They rule that the extradition agreement with the United States is unconstitutional, not because of its policies, Mm -hmm. but because it was signed into law by a presidential delegation and not the president himself. Fishy, fishy. Yeah. You can buy a Supreme Court justice after all of their colleagues are murdered. Right. Because your thing isn't getting through. 
Yeah. So Pablo's just got the government around his finger. Yeah. It's Plato o Plomo. Yeah. He said, no, this is... <laughs> You're doing <laughs> it my I'm way. I'm literally going to do whatever the fuck I want. And if you guys aren't on board, I'm going to kill you. Exactly. He's exactly. like a petulant child. Exactly. Toddler. Right. But this is short-lived. I this, want nuggets. This I decision. <laughs> right. I want chicken nuggets from McDonald's. And if you don't give them to me... I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right, right. Nuggies now. Yeah. So Happy this agreement, mm-hmm. this decision that the Supreme Court makes is short-lived. Yeah. Their statement was the president himself didn't sign it, so therefore it's unconstitutional. Great. But there's a new president in town, and they quickly sign into law the extradition agreement with the United States. Yeah. So it's officially constitutional. It's law. Yay. Yay. We did it. We did. So- the government finally did something without Pablo Escobar's little grimy, dirty cocaine covered hands in it. Exactly. But Pablo keeps killing. Yeah. In August 1989, the guy that kicked Escobar out of politics, Luis Carlos Galan, is assassinated. Pablo also plants a bomb on Avianca Flight 203, uh-huh. attempting to assassinate Galan's successor, Cesar Gaviria Trujillo. Oh. Tre- Trujillo. Trujillo. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry for okay. all the butchering today. It's all right. He doesn't mean it. So Gaviria misses his flight. So Pablo has planted this bomb on this flight mm-hmm. that Gaviria is supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. But he misses the flight and survives. Wow. Unfortunately... All 107 people aboard the flight are killed, including two Americans. So the U.S. government begins to intervene directly. Yeah. So old president is dead Mm -hmm. and Gaviria is now in charge of the country. Yeah. And he starts making serious moves against Pablo. There was an assassination attempt on him, too. So finally, he and Pablo reach an agreement. Pablo has to surrender and cease all criminal activity. Mm -hmm. In exchange, he gets a reduced sentence. A maximum of five years in prison, and he gets extra special treatment while locked up. Yeah, what does he get? So in 1991, Pablo is helicoptered to a brand new facility designed by Pablo, where he signs his surrender documents. (gasps) I've heard about this. Yeah, it's insane. Oh. So he ends up at this facility. He signed the surrender documents, and just months before, Mm -hmm. this is interestingly kind of... Just a side tangent. Yeah. But important. The Colombian Constitution of 1991 is signed into law. Okay. In it, they prohibit the extradition of Colombian citizens to the United States. Fishy, fishy. Interesting. Pablo probably had hands in that. Right. Got dirty little, grimy little cocaine-covered powdered sugar hands. Exactly. Anyway, he's at his special prison called La Catedral. It's a massive facility built (laughs) just for him. It's on top of a hill overlooking Medellin, a perfect location. Foggy enough in the morning and in the evening that it's tricky to attack by air, and in rough enough terrain that it's tricky to attack by land. Yeah. And it's situated so he can chat with his daughter on the phone while looking through a telescope down into Medellin and see her while they're talking on the phone. That's kind of weird. It is. Not going to lie. also, if you're going to prison and you have the opportunity to build your own prison, you choose the location. Yep. And it's, yeah, I understand why, but it's fucking telescope eye shot of my daughter. Yeah. It's like FaceTime. Like, okay, weird one way FaceTime. (laughs) Do you think she had a telescope looking back? Hi, dad. I don't think she would look back. I don't know. What if she didn't even know about it? The telescope? He was just watching her? Yeah. That's worse. She she had to know. Yeah. But being related to him, I'm sure is not like a glamorous thing. (laughs) Or it's the most glamorous thing ever. 
That's true. Because She's got just, her little princess castle. Yeah, you've just chosen to her be zoo. blissfully ignorant about your father's career escapades. Yeah. And I mean, so many people in Medellin love him because of what he's done for the community. So it's not like... I'd love him too. Yeah, it's not like he's a horrible person except for like committing international crime and murdering a bunch of rich people. Mm-hmm. Like people with power. Yeah, it's fine. I but mean, he's, he's still helped, a shitty he, person. He but. has helped the poor people and I'm down. Yeah. Help the poor. Mm-hmm. Except for that one guy that was standing outside the grocery store yesterday when I was leaving. And he said, you spare any change? And I said, I cannot. And then I just walked away very oh. firmly. I always feel bad when like I have one of those short, just small talk conversations with a homeless person. Mm-hmm. And then they ask and I'm like, oh, they latch oh on. sorry. This like, is somebody's sound, being nice to me. This is going to sound really fucked up. But when I was in college... And I was taking a lot of really hard finals, especially mm-hmm. in like my fourth and fifth years. I had to take a cognitive neuroscience final. Mm-hmm. Barf, by the way. But I took this final and I was so scared of bombing it because I really needed to at least get a D mm-hmm. to, to pass. And I remember taking this final and then I remember leaving and I was getting in my car and I was going some. I don't remember where the fuck I was going. But I stopped at a stoplight and there was a guy and he was begging for change money. Whatever, he had a little sign. And I was like, I need some good karma today. So I gave him like a 10 and all the change that I could scrap up in my car. Guess what? What? Sierra passed her final. Don't Fuck know if yeah. that means anything. <laughs> but sometimes, this is fucked up, but sometimes I give things to the needy when I really need some good karma. <laughs> That's not, okay. It's a little it's, fucked it's up. It's a little selfish, but at least you're not like videotaping it and posting it online. Right. Yeah, so that's the one fucked up thing about me. Everything else about me, perfect. But that one thing where I <laughs> I try to get karma. Every just it's just it's not all the time. I'm not trying to do it all the time. It was really only when I was in college and I really needed it. <laughs> and I thought that karma was like just this thing that I could get if I did this certain task. That's not how it works now. I know that being 25. But when I was younger, I used it's to do okay. that. It's okay. It's all right. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I am, but you're a good person. You brought me things when I had COVID. I think that's a good person. Oh, that's And true. you got me this wonderful thing that is extremely hard to pee in, by the way. This hoodie sweatshirt blanket thing that yeah, you got. Yeah, you have to put it over the back of the toilet, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I take a poop, the whole inside just smells like poop. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to hike it up like a dress. Oh. You know? Roll the sleeves up you just know, in case. I've never pooped in a dress before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. It's really life-changing, honestly. It's like pooping at Kmart. Yeah. It's like pooping your pants at the game art. Yeah. A lot easier to clean up. <laughs> you just feel it come and you just squat down. Yeah. Then you run <laughs> really fast. Gorilla shitting. <laughs> this is stupid. This is a stupid. Oh, man. So back to his telescope. He's looking at his. Wow. We oh, have yeah. gone on so many fucking tangents. I know. It's because it's the middle of the goddamn day and we're both sitting here with full cups of coffee. We have nothing better to do. So we're just going to chat. Yeah. We're going to chat about yeah. everything. We're chatting about everything. Yeah. And the next thing we're chatting about is La Cathedral's amenities. Oh, yes, of course. Featuring an industrial kitchen, a couple bars, a jacuzzi, <gasps> a pool with a waterfall, Ooh. a giant dollhouse. Which I think is... If he's in this prison, I hope to God there aren't any kids there. A giant dollhouse? Maybe he's got a thing. I don't know. Maybe he's got a little thing that we don't know about. A little fetish thing or something. A billiards room with enormous TVs. Perfect. A nightclub. (gasps) What? Right? For one? Nightclub for one? No. Were there other people in the prison with him? 
No, sometimes he even hosted a uh, wedding reception there one time. <laughs> like, he okay. invited people so, to it. This is just a house. Yeah, it's really. just a house it's, that he they, has to prison, stay in. Yeah. Quote, unquote, prison. Yeah, it's stupid. gotta go back to jail. Exactly. So, he also had an entire soccer field, and he once invited the Colombian national team to play for him. <laughs> so, he's just sitting in prison, and what do Colombians like most? Soccer. Soccer. So, and cocaine. Yes, I guess. Soccer and cocaine. So he invites the national soccer team team. to play a little football for him. How nice. On his personal football Football, pitch. Football field. And his menu, his menu included things like stuffed turkey, (gasps) caviar, and fresh salmon. He'd bring sex workers into the prison often. He even got to choose who guarded him. Uh Ultimately, it was designed more to keep him safe and comfortable, not to keep him in. Yeah. It was just assassination proof, pretty much. Right, yeah. Most people referred to it as Hotel Escobar or Club Medellin because it was so luxurious. Nice. And clearly, locked up life wasn't keeping him from his passions. <laughs> over his time there, Pablo had over 300 unauthorized desks. Desks? Guests. Desks. He had 300 desks? <laughs> Where'd he put them all? In the soccer field? <sighs> the jacuzzi? <laughs> so he had all these guests over. Yeah. Some were even wanted criminals. Woo. And Pablo continues to run his drug cartel from inside the prison. Nice. He's got telephones, computers, and fax machines. He just keeps barking orders from his special little mountaintop castle. Yeah. He's remote working, telecommuting, running a cartel via Zoom. Working from home. Exactly. Nice. The Colombian government knows, but they ignore it for a while. Until one day, when Pablo tortures and murders four lieutenants at La Catedral and orders the murder of several cartel leaders and their families. Why do you got to kill the families? What's that all about? I think it's a like if you're in the cartel like you're going to come back and fight it whatever. I think it's both to make a statement. Got it. And make an example out of people. Right. Cuz like sure your competitor died but mm-hmm. his your competitor and his entire family died. Like mm-hmm. We wiped him off the map. Yeah, you got to obey fucking Escobar. Got it. Can I tell you something really quick? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> As if I already haven't said enough during this podcast episode. I've been saying nice a lot. Like, oh, nice. And I don't know where I was. I don't remember who I was with. But I said, oh, nice to someone. And they said, no, not nice. And I said, oh, my God. Okay, I'm sorry. And now I just feel like a dick when I say Oh, nice. I say it sarcastically all the time. Nice. And people don't get it. Yeah. Oh, sure. People are like bitching about their day. I'm like, sounds nice. Ah." Nice. Okay, so now every time I hear you say nice to me, I'm going to be like, he's... No, it's obviously sarcastic. I mean, most of the time when I'm sarcastic, people don't realize I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Like 90% of the things I say are sarcastic Mm, anyway. mm -hmm. So that's the problem. I see. Deadpan comedy isn't for normies. It's not. It's really not. Yeah. I do deadpan comedy with my residents all the time, and they think it's the funniest thing in the world, <laughs> bitch. And I eat that up. Yeah. I eat that up. They're the kids that grew up on Buster Hyman. Yeah. Deadpan King. Deadpan King. Anyways, sorry. It was just a little quick story. I loved it. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so Pablo's killing these people from inside prison, and the Colombian government decides enough is enough. He's broken their contract. The contract was stop doing crime. And yeah. you get to be locked up here for a shortened sentence of five years. They said, let's stop seeing some crime. Yeah. How about that? So they move him to a normie prison. They are going to. They have plans to move him to the normie prison. Yep. 
And on July 22nd, 1992, the Colombian National Armonies... Armonies? Jesus, I cannot Armonimonians. <laughs> the army surrounds La Catedral to arrest him and move him to a different facility. But Pops is one step ahead. Of course. He has heard about their plan, and he literally walked out the back gate of the facility and into the forest. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, oh, God, I get it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get away. Yeah, yeah. Into the forest. Exactly. So this manhunt begins. Mm -hmm. Everyone is chasing him. The Colombian police, the U.S. states. The U.S. states. The United States States of America. Yeah. The United States States of America government. (laughs) And even his rivals, the Cali cartel. The United States Delta Force trains a 600-man force (gasps) called the Search Block to try to find Pablo. 600 people? Yeah. To find one dude? Yeah. Yep. And I bet you Annabelle could get on Facebook and find him right now. (laughs) Right? Ugh. Can't be that hard. Can't be that hard. Everybody's an FBI agent if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. No need 600 fucking people. Exactly. But also, the community he's hiding in mm-hmm. thinks he's, like, literally Jesus. Oh, right. So, so they're going to do whatever they can to, like, hide him even better. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and mums, I'm sure he's also word. paying off oh, plenty of people. Yeah, for sure. But, like, poor. Duh. Yeah. I'd hide a criminal. He's like, here, do you have a dollar? They give it to him. He's like, here. I have $500. Also, you're on camera. Can I put you on YouTube? <laughs> I'm going to put you on TikTok. I'm going to get millions of views and I'm going to make so much money and you're not getting a set. But you get this $500 right, right for keeping now. your mouth shut. Right. He's nowhere to be found, though. Of course. Pobbs has escaped. Over a year passes without a trace of him. Damn. It's now December 1st, 1933. Mm-hmm. Pablo turns 44. Mm-hmm. He's celebrating with cake, wine, and marijuana. Aww. As he fucking should. Okay. You know what? Listen. All right. I love that. That's how I want to celebrate. Cake, wine, and marijuana. Absolutely. I know where to find you on your 44th birthday. Any birthday. Medellin, Colombia with cake, wine, (laughs) marijuana. marijuana. Okay. That's it. That's what I'm doing to celebrate anything for the rest of my life. Cake, wine, marijuana. That's all you need. Red velvet cake. Red velvet cake with... Fucking uh, buttercream icing, <laughs> a stripper inside that one bottle of wine that I drank the entirety of when you were over that one night last week with my parents. Brass tacks, I think it's called. Yeah, and then I thought it said brass tracks. I was like, oh, I didn't know they made wine. I know. I thought that too when I first saw it, and I was like, I'm still gonna get it. <laughs> and marijuana. That's all I need. Fuck yeah. What a life. What a life. I fucking he support Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If- Wait, wait, never mind. Oh, wait, a <laughs> wait a second. Wait a minute, Sierra. Never mind. Take back. I'm taking it back. <laughs> so the day after his birthday, Pablo wakes up to the Colombian special forces raiding him in his Hyatt, in his hideout in a middle class residential area of Medellin. In his Hyatt <laughs> hotel. His Marriott Hyatt. Yeah. Is that who? Marriott. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> in his Staybridge Hilton. Suites. Hilton. <laughs> his motel. The Best Six. Western. <laughs> They try to arrest him. Mm -hmm. It escalates to gunfire. Mm. He and his bodyguard escape to the roof. There, he's hit by bullets in the torso and feet. Another bullet hits his ear and kills him. Oh, damn. What? Hits his ear? Hits his ear. I I don't really know. Okay. I don't know if it went into his head. Yeah. It just said hits his ear. And then he died. Yeah. That's it. But it's still a mystery. It's not clear whether he was shot or he killed himself. Ooh. Right. Pablo was once quoted as saying he would rather have a grave in Colombia than a jail cell in the United States. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. He probably did kill himself. Yeah. 
I He said, fuck that. I'm done. I am done with this bullshit. I'm about to get got. I'm going to get myself. <laughs> <laughs> After his death, the Cali cartel takes over the cocaine market. Nice. And over 25,000 people attended his funeral most of which were low-income people who he had helped when he built their community's infrastructure, Mm -hmm. some of which even considered him a saint and prayed to him. Yeah, I get it. His property, Hacienda Napoles, the one with the zoo, is given by the government to low-income families. (gasps) Now the property, as in like now, today, the property has been converted into a theme park (gasps) with luxury hotels surrounding it. How fun. Yeah. Most of the animals at the zoo were moved to nearby zoos when Pablo died. Mm -hmm. All except some. Some were too difficult to move. Which ones? The hippo. (laughs) The hippos. The hippos. The hippos. Pablo had four hippos. (gasps) Eating good in the neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. They were left on his untended estate after he died. Uh Uh-huh. And by 2007, there were 16 hippos. (laughs) They were... Roaming... (laughs) (laughs) Roaming... They fucking doubled, dude. No. Four times four. Tripled. They, quadrupled. They did a... Math. Quad it. They, they, they quadded it. <laughs> they quadded themselves. <laughs> so they were roaming for food in the area and chilling in the Magdalena River. Aww. In 2009, two adults and one calf, hippo, Mm-hmm. escaped and attacked some humans and killed some cattle. Nice. One of the adults was killed by hunters, but I couldn't find out what happened to the mom and the kid. Yeah. I don't know. Imagine that's how we talked about children, calves. <laughs> Two adults and one calf, please, for dinner at the Olive Garden. And I would like a hippo steak. Thank oh you. God. Oh, my God. You're so right. So Hippo right. steak, fettuccine Alfredo. Dude. Hippo fettuccine It's a crime Alfredo. we don't have this. Hippo ravioli. Hippo-filled ravioli. You know, they could literally have hippo on the menu places because they have hippos there. Mm-hmm. And they're all Pablo's hippos. Yeah. Pablo hippo steak. Yeah. So by 2014, there were at least 40 hippos in the area, Ooh. all from the original four Pablo <laughs> owned. They also predicted in 2014 mm-hmm. that by 2024, the population would double. <laughs> There'd be 80 hippos just Fuck. hanging out. Yeah. So this is kind of an issue. Right. So by 2018, people were debating. Some people thought that the hippos were a bad idea. Others thought that it was crucial to their tourism. It's literally like we're in fucking South America. Yeah. We have hippos here. Rent a bike, snort a bump, go see a hippo. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like a live, laugh, love shirt. (laughs) Life is good. Yeah, life is good. It's just some coked out dude on a bike looking at a hippo. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. Life is good. (laughs) (laughs) And in 2021, the Colombian government started a program to sterilize the hippos so they couldn't continue to reproduce. You gonna fix a hippo? You gonna fix a hippo. You gonna go get your hippo fixed? Uh Uh-huh. So they started fixing hippos. How you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Right? Were the hippos wearing wigs? Probably. Probably. Yeah. They were all wearing wigs that looked like Pablo Escobar's hair. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... Hippos. 80 of them. Fixing yeah. them. Yeah. 2021. So they're fixing the hippos. Yeah. What about his giant mountain prison? Mm-hmm. For years, it was deserted. People would trek up the mountain to search for Pablo's abandoned treasure. It was uh, like, he's got to have money there. Treasure. So they dismantle walls, dig up the grounds, etc. Nobody ever found anything. Mm-hmm. But most of the treasure hunters would bring a brick home. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly just disintegrating. Yeah, falling apart. Yeah. 
And then the poor surrounding population would also raid the prison for building materials. Mm -hmm. They'd take bathtubs, pipes, roof materials, and more. I get it. All to use on their homes. Yeah, period. And it all changed in 2007. Why? A bunch of Benedictine monks started gathering at the prison. They liked it because it was such a nice place to meditate and it was (laughs) far from the city. Did they know? What was going on? Yeah, they knew what it was and like where it came from. They're like, we're going to have our little group meetings here. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like, so they build it up. They build a chapel, a library, a cafeteria, and a guest house, and even a memorial for the victims of the cartel. Hmm. And like, there's a mural on the side of one of the faces of Pablo Escobar's face behind bars, the only known picture of him at La Catedral. So Mm -hmm. they're like very aware of him and his presence there. Right. And they're... Of course, very aware of what he did for Medellin and how problematic he fucking is and the grand scheme of things. But they're also monks and they're taking this thing and making it better. They're making it nice. Yeah. So they build this thing and they're hiring laid off people to help with daily operation of the new La Catedral Monastery. Mm -hmm. The city ended up giving the monks the prison. And it said... Pablo's ghost sometimes visits La Cathedral at night. Aw, little Pobby. Yeah. Making a little visit back yeah. to his homestead. You know what? What a what a lovely little story. I mean, I know there was a lot of crime and stuff, but like... Yeah, for a fucked up guy... I think he helped a lot of people. I think yeah. he also maybe shouldn't have killed that many people. But also, like, sometimes you gotta prove a point. You know? Yeah, and I, like the whole staying on top by killing people doesn't mm-hmm. work. But also, there's so many aspects because I don't, I don't know Colombian government. I don't know if the people he was killing are fucked up. Yeah, and, like it's I have no idea. But using your drug lord wealth to help your community, even if it's to get ahead, yeah, is better than being a fucking filthy rich billionaire and not doing anything with that money. You could yeah. solve, you could fucking end world hunger, but you're gonna go buy Twitter. But it's also, he's buying votes is what it is. Oh, well, like, yeah. It's still fucked up, but it's like, I don't know. I, and I'm sure that there's there's dictators that did similar things. Like, they prey on the values of other people. Oh, maybe yeah. not with money, but that's what a certain presidential candidate did at one point. He, you know what? It's a big old gray area. Yeah. That we have no business being in. Exactly. But we're going to talk about it a mm-hmm. little bit and then voice our very dumb opinions. And my opinion is that he's all right. (laughs) In the grand scheme of things, he averages as okay. Yeah, he's just okay. (laughs) Pablo Escobar, he's just okay. Oh, man. Well, thank you. We have to delete this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Absolutely. That was lovely. Absolutely. Don't do crime. Don't sell coke. Don't build a drug ring. Don't be in a cartel. I think those are all great things that we should all live by. And his son has done some really incredible things um, since Pablo died. There was a 2017 documentary Mm -hmm. and he like went and talked with some of his father's victims. Mm. And there's been all sorts of media surrounding and like documentaries and people surrounding Pablo that have published things about how tricky it is to love someone that's such a fucking horrible person. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting because, like, they're also victims. Right. (sighs) It's a giant gray area. Everything's gray. Everything's in grayscale. Exactly. It's crazy. But 
if you had a good time listening to us go on 50,000 rants surrounding the life of Pablo Escobar, go give us five stars. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and don't do drugs. Stay in school or don't. I don't care. Anyways, uh, join us next week when we talk about... Uh. Bye. 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 Bye.